1: stop vikings talk it's purple daily on score north and ScoreNorth.com. purple daily presented by surly brewing company you know i think uh you know i think
0: there needs to be some time to think about it and kind of figure out what we need to do from here because um you know this was a tough loss tonight we had a you know a good crowd it was loud um you know home primetime game and, uh, you know, we didn't we had plenty of opportunities to win that football game. and We didn't do it.
1: This guy, we played that clip on Mackey and Judd, too. It's like, yeah, we just need they're literally coming off a bye and a self scout the week before the bye. But we just need a little we just need some time to figure out what you, what's going and on. And what are you going to think Dude. about? Oh, God. Well, he's going to have a lot of time. But this is the
0: third consecutive game. It. It's the first time that you've lost, but it's the third consecutive game in which you've melted down. Like, what's there to think about? The bye was to examine, oh, my God, we barely got by the Lions and Panthers. How do we not repeat that, right?
1: Here are the three quarterbacks. And it's funny because the Vikings' defense overall has been really good since the second half of the Seahawks game if you yeah. just take, like, the full 60 minutes. But yes. in the key moments, the crunch time moments where you got to have a stop or you got to prevent a team from driving on you, Jared Goff, Sam Darnold, and Cooper Rush have all shoved it right down your throats in late-game situations. Now, you you came back to win two of those games, and you couldn't last night. But um, as you can tell, we're still a little bit worked up here off of that debacle on Sunday Night Football.
0: Yeah, and if if indeed the reports are correct, and it turns out that uh, Neil Hunter is lost for the remainder of the season, the pack of lunch against Lamar Jackson, because uh, DJ Wanam and company, aren't exactly going to be able to hold contain on Lamar Jackson. Maybe you can trade uh, for
1: Steven Weatherly. That'd be great. That'd be a great trade. He 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 had a big sack yesterday, too, for the Broncos.
2: They gave Um, him away
1: because he asked
0: out.
2: And this was before the Daniel Hunter situation, but I believe the opening line in Baltimore is the Vikings, uh, or the Ravens are five-and-a-half point favorites over the Vikings. And if Daniel's out, I Uh, bet
1: that he might go up to seven. Seven. Or six-and-a-half.
0: Nope, I think you're right,
1: Dex. So if you missed it last night, and judging by the fact that we set a record for audience, not many of you ap- appeared to miss it last night. But if you did, Vikings Vent Line was, you guys were great. You guys, I mean, like Judd and Declan were great too. But oh, that's okay. the audience thats okay. Yeah. and the Vikings fans just brought it last night. Yep. Uh, we had a few first-time callers. So if, if, if you're looking for two hours of therapy, uh, check out Vikings Vent Line on the Purple Daily podcast or the Purple Daily YouTube channel here. And uh, click subscribe, click the like button if you're just sick of this crap. This is Purple Daily, daily Vikings entertainment presented by Surly Brewing Company, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and our executive producer, Declan Goff. If you are watching on a TCL TV that you didn't smash with a bat last night, thank you, because TCL has a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL.
2: We, I did get some emails on the Vikings event line that we, there were some TVs smashed from our audience. I have a couple oh, pictures. Oh, no. Dude. There are there, are there, you there, serious? Yes. We have a couple pictures. They sent you pictures? They kept, uh, one guy for sure. I got one in. That sent me a TV smashed. what? Uh, that oh, tweet it, them out. It wasn't Tim. Don't
1: smash your TCL TV yeah. unless, unless you're going to buy another one. Because
2: now they have a broken TV, and they can go to TCL and get a new one. But, okay. yes, there, there are people that are breaking those, those off-brand TVs, and now
1: they have a have a market for TCL. Score
0: so or Twitter. By all means. Tweet them out, Dex. Let's see break those pictures. Your, I break love your, that.
1: Smash your off-brand TV with a bat and buy a brand-new TCL TV. Yep. That's the new slide. Yeah, here's
0: my, here's my <laughs> can of Surly, and I'm pissed. I'm going to smash yeah. my TV with it.
1: Alright, let's let's get it. Here, here we go. Now on Mecky and Judd. This chart makes it as clear as I can to you. The pie chart of blame. You want to blame somebody?
0: The Rock knows how you feel about pie.
1: Alright, Judd Zolgad, you got the honors here. Oh, you. the pie you. charts of blame. After every Viking's loss, yep. we dish out blame.
0: And the clock has started. Six seconds, seven seconds. Here I go. I am going the first space. pie chart of blame. Actually, you know what? This was such a putrid loss and such an embarrassing loss and such an inexcusable defeat that number one, unlike Coach Zim, I don't need time to think about this. Number two, I decided to come up with a unique first time Judd pie chart because I, I don't, I don't feel like this is one where I want to parcel out lots of pieces of pie. Really? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Because you know what? This one is simple. This one is simple. It is a collective meltdown from the people that, for the most part, matter most, in which they embarrass themselves thoroughly. So, like, you Judd know. and I did
1: the same pie chart. Judd and I did the same pie chart. So, like,
0: if I was going to go, Oliudo, <laughs> 10%, Oliudo. Udo. Nah, uh, it, screw No, Udo. no. no. <laughs> screw that guy. For the first time since we started this, and to be clear, one of my favorite segments. Yeah, on our shows. I sure. love the pie chart of blame. I lo- I, you know what? The pie chart of praise. How you feel about pie. I am giving 100% of my pie to the Vikings' current construction and philosophy. Because let's forget about just dwelling on one game and being like uh, Bashad Breeland, 25%. Cam Dantzler, 18%. The Vikings' current construction and philosophy does not work significant changes are necessary um not only is this team not on track to to come close to contending for a super bowl title which is the goal of purple daily and is each and every time that we flip the microphones on to start this show but this team right now doesn't deserve a playoff spot and it might back into one i don't know i also don't care but the current construction and philosophy of this franchise, which, by the way, at one point in time, I sort of liked, and, and I do feel that they took a shot. Uh, but if you're the Wills now, you have to see that that time is done. The Vikings' time to quote Her Brooks in Miracle: Your time is their uh, time is done. It's over. It's over. there t- that's the Vikings. It's over. And yeah. you need a new coach. You need a new a new offensive philosophy if that coach comes in and says kirk cousins i think i can make this work i'd consider it but my guess is that they will say it's time to trade kirk and that they will try and trade him to a team that he can work out an extension with starting in 2022 and get a fresh start Mm -hmm. and maybe succeed i don't know i actually don't care at this point in time (laughs) rick spielman People are going to say, well, he should be fired, too. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if we're going to go for the trio of everybody gone. But what I do know is things have to change. And because of that, I'm not going to divvy up a piece of pie. A little bit here, a little bit there. I think today is a day to celebrate the end of an era by saying construction of philosophy is 100% to blame now for what we're seeing. Brock wow. knows how you feel about pie. That's yeah. it. Three
1: twenty-four, yeah, hey, three minute it's, twenty-four seconds. But it's it's yeah. so
0: simple this time. I'm not seriously. It's what's not, the it, point? It
1: it's not working, and it's and it's not. And I, I will say, there's a chance like they're not going to lose out or anything. Like they're probably no. going to still finish with eight or nine wins in, or whatever. They might back like, in, Phil. We, yeah. Oh, absolutely. They the they NFC is a dumpster fire. Yeah. The <laughs> NFC is a, there. There might be an eight-win team that gets into the NFC right now, and so it's it's when you say it's not working, it's not working on the level of Super Bowl contendership which is the entire goal here it's I sometimes I feel like people forget what the goal is on our show we make it very clear we want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die that's our mission statement here but like I feel like the Vikings spend so much time and a lot of fans do too agonizing over the bare minimum expectation and the bare minimum bar to meet right well how can they get to nine wins and barely save jobs and barely get in and then get their asses kicked on the road in the second week of the playoffs or whatever it is right you know like aim higher and last night god the cowboys deactivated one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL it's home and you even heard I think it was Justin Jefferson a few days before this game saying Sunday night when they thought Dak was going to play they were saying Sunday night is a chance for us to show why you can't count the Vikings out. Like, this is a national stage. This is our chance. And and he was lost to Cooper Rush. Yes.
0: Yes. And you weren't prepared. That's the thing, too, is you were not prepared. It's it's just over. You took a shot. In 2014, you did the right thing, too. You got a coach who could stop quarterbacks at that time. And you had your shot. You took it the problem now is if this continues beyond 2021, you're going to cross into a very dangerous territory of being so outdated that you're just going to get bad and then you're going to be forced to make a change and it's going to be a complete dumpster fire. we're getting there, but we're not there yet so so cut it off, um, update your franchise, update yeah, your offense and move on.
1: it's not a rebuild. Because there's enough really good players on this team where That's, like I'm not saying you, you're going to jump right in and be a contender if you switch coaches, but like this isn't like a two and 15 rebuild thing. It
0: will be that you've if you've got players. It will be that if you continue down this path for for into 2022, but right now yeah. you're exactly right. And the other thing is, there are guys, i.E. Jefferson, that you flat out need to keep happy. Like, if you take him into his third year and you're pulling these stunts th- that we saw last night and saying, well, Justin, the offensive line's not good, guess what he's going to say? Improve it then, or
1: I want out. Um. So I have, I have a pie chart that's going to be longer than three the minutes Ron and 24 seconds. So I'm just going to say right off the bat, <laughs> I welcome you guys to chime in here so that this isn't just me droning on. But I took a very similar approach to Judd, although I carved... I, I looked at the figureheads here, and I carved out four pieces of pie, and I'm not talking about Ole Udo, and I'm not talking about Bashad Breeland. Let's start with the quarterback, all right? Mm-hmm. 25% of my pie chart goes to Kirk Cousins because his number one priority in that game last night, and in most games, to be honest, until like you have to go at the end, is to avoid mistakes rather than to maximize the peak potential of your offense. On third down last night, after the first drive, so they they had a great scripted first drive. They score a touchdown. That offense clicked. It was great, right? As it always is for the scripted plays. Yep. The Vikings had 13 throws on third down after that first drive. Zero to the sticks. Zero to the sticks on third down. And you can talk about scheme and offensive line, but, buddy, at some point you got to take a risk and pull the trigger and make something happen, all right? He refuses to be aggressive, and that's a huge reason why the Vikings are grinding home games against the Lions and a Cooper Rush-led Cowboys team. And then the creme de la creme of Kirk Cousins showing you exactly who he is as a quarterback. And I will say, just like I said on Mackie and Judd, what I'm about to say doesn't take away from the great performances he's had down the stretch in the first six games. Like, he gets those on his resume. He gets the game-winning drives. He gets the fourth quarters. Um, he gets the Cardinals game where they miss the 37-yard field goal. Like, he doesn't have to give any of those performances back. But the season doesn't end in Kirktober. The season continues, and you play good teams in prime time and You, you, sure you play playoff them? games. You have to do this for, like, four months on a regular basis. We don't just stop the season and say, oh, my God. You beat Sam Darnold with a great comeback, game-winning drive, like, right? 30 seconds left in the first half. One timeout remaining, and Cousins scrambles to his right, picks up a first down, clock's ticking, and they're like 20, 25 yards away from field goal range at that point. And everyone's looking at Kirk to either call a timeout, stop the clock, or spike the ball, like, rush up to the line, spike the ball, and and leave yourself a couple of plays to work with to get the 20, 25 yards. Yep. And he's looking to the sideline. And Zimmer's looking at Kirk, and Kirk's looking at Zimmer, and they're looking up at Kubiak, and they let the clock bleed down through confusion to five seconds, and they get nothing. And Dex, if you've got this clip, do we have the Kirk Cousins clip? Yep. Okay, this is what Kirk Cousins said when asked about that cluster bleep sequence at the end of the first half. In that situation, is that prerogative to call timeout, perhaps or I just let Zim handle the timeouts because I never know quite what the coaches want to do with what they're thinking. You know, play ahead or what it may be. So I was just uh, going to
0: let them handle that, and then uh, you know, call the next play if, if we're not getting it.
1: Dude, this guy is 33 years old. He's the second highest paid, third highest paid player to the cap in the entire NFL. He is the presumed leader of this team, and in a moment of Call it chaos, crisis, whatever you want. Clock's ticking down. Right. Instead of just calling a timeout because you're the leader, you're the captain, it's your show, dude. It's a two-minute drill. Go get it. Or spiking the ball. He lets confusion wash over the entire sequence. And then he essentially deflects blame on Mike Zimmer. And I'll get to Mike Zimmer on this in a second. He does not get off the hook. But, like, you're, you can't just play the, oh, I just work here card. I just work here. Then, dude, then, then, okay, then give back $30 million to the rest of the team so that they can find a better center for you. You know, it's infuriating. His record in prime time, people think it's bad luck and it's bad offensive line and it's bad defense and bad coaching and, like, those things play into it. But that sequence at the end of the first half showed you how bad of a leader he is, showed you how passive-aggressive he is. It showed you how much of a beta he is. Like, how are you not in Mike Zimmer's office three years ago saying, hey, dude, it's a lot better... Process-wise, if I just handle running the show in the two-minute drill, I'll call the timeouts. Does Russell Wilson need permission to it's, call a timeout? It's, I mean, come the on. The end dude. of the
0: first half, though, just call the timeout, and, and he's basically implying that he thinks that you can take a timeout, like transfer one, and get a fourth one in the second half. Like he said, I don't know what they want to. The clock is the clock is ticking down. Nobody is doing a thing. Spike the ball like No, one, no one's or leading. use a no timeout. But I mean, it's such a, it, that is such an attempt at such a passive aggressive attempt by him to make sure that, that he takes a shot at Mike. And, and that fundamentally is the entire, or not the entire, that's a huge part of the problem here. But the huge part is that those two, for all we've talked about, well, you know, since the training camp kerfuffle about vaccinated
1: or not. Now they meet and they talk. Clearly, nothing's changed. Well, and that brings us to the second pie uh, a slice of pie here. Twenty-five percent to Mike Zimmer. All right, so his defense needed a stop at the end against Cooper Rush, and couldn't get it. Yep. And then, and then the final march down the field for the Cowboys. You know, and Mike Zimmer loses his mind and calls back-to-back timeouts in a panic. And and you know after the game, he's you know he basically said, "I just forgot that we had called a timeout." <laughs> Yeah, I just—he basically said I I spaced out and forgot that you couldn't call back-to-back timeouts, and so he kind of owned it for a second. But then he said, you know, the official isn't supposed to grant you the timeout in that situation because you're not allowed to call it. But you know, but it's not really his fault. And then he said, you know, someone, an assistant or somebody, was was yelling at me to call a timeout, and so I did. Dude, who's the head coach? Who's the one like? Who's leading in those situations? Or are you too busy obsessing over the next defensive play call and you can't think about things beyond the play call? Yes. You can't think about game situation, answered, right? Just answer the question. Yeah, what's more important in that situation, you calling a defensive play or you knowing the grand picture of what's happening? And so, like, again, and then the fact that we also find out through Kirk's comments that he apparently doesn't empower his 10-year veteran quarterback to call timeouts and run the 2 minute drill by himself. Yep. You know, it's on Kirk for not just being a better leader, but it's also on Zimmer for not empowering his guys. And so Zimmer, if the if, if everything holds, Mike Zimmer is going to wind up 17 and 43 against teams that finished the season with an above 500 record. Uh that was a masterclass in incompetence last night by Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins. 25% to Rick Spielman because again, the offensive line was atrocious last night as it's been in a lot of big games. Over the last seven or eight years, he whiffed on Garrett Bradbury. I think they probably whiffed on Oli Udo, who's an experiment at right guard. And he also he greenlit a rookie, and Mike Zimmer too here, but he greenlit a rookie offensive coordinator in a must-win season, and it's blowing up in their faces. And my final piece of pie here, 25% to the Wilf family for enabling and accepting a steady diet of mediocrity over the past 15 years, outside of 2009, where Brett Favre decided that he wanted to get revenge on the Packers twice, so he's got to play for the Vikings to do it, right? Um, and 2017, where basically everything perfectly aligned across the entire roster with a backup quarterback, the rest has been a gravitational pull toward the middle of the pack, and the Wilfs seem to be fine with it, because their stadium's packed on a week-by-week basis, and their franchise is worth $3.5 billion dollars. So uh, all four of my slices go to the four most important figureheads. Ownership, front office, Mike Zimmer, Kirk Cousins. You can all, you can all wear this one. The, eight right, minutes. Eight minutes.
0: Very impressive. The Wolves are, I don't think it's the stadium being packed. I think it's this. I think it's because they are such fanboys. I think it <laughs> comes down to a fear that they are ever going to be truly bad three and 13 scared mm-hmm. them. it scared them because it wasn't fun. it stunk and so they think that they would prefer to take the the wins in in like a, a 10 win season or nine wins because they can celebrate those and those are fun. I really think it comes down to far more them being fans and not getting that the mission needs to be like if you own or buy a business, you don't do it thinking I hope we can be sort of successful, right? You're, you're like, we're going to be billionaires. We're going to make as much money as possible. But when it comes to sports, he, uh, the, these guys are like, well, yeah, but I mean, you know, if we're like the Giants, we're just consistently good. And then they still keep thinking that they'll do what the Giants did when they won the two Super Bowls, which is they might not be great teams, but we'll, we'll, you know, we'll back into it. We'll win a Super Bowl. They don't understand that the foundational of trying or the foundation of trying to build a franchise is. Uh, that can win might take some pain too. They They're also the finding
1: out too, like how impossible it is to build your success off defense. Daniel Hunter, Taurus Pack, he's going to be out for the season. Absolutely, again, right? Like you, lose, call you lose two key pieces to injuries, and now your defense gets blown up. You need to find a high-powered offensive and passing attack that's sustainable over five or ten years. Yes. The Cardinals have one now. The Packers have had one for well thirty years. Yep, <laughs> you know it's. And and we just sit here year after year just grinding out these stupid close games. The Rock
0: knows how you feel about Uh, Before we
1: get to Declan's pie chart, Judd, why don't you tell the audience on a positive note. Yes. How you're losing so much weight these days.
0: Well, that is a very simple question. And the answer is, my friends, at Livia Weight Control Centers, the pandemic pounds are peeling off. I started this process about a month ago, 240 pounds. I think it's the highest I've been in my life. Didn't feel good. Didn't look good. Lots of chins. Down now. After a month, (laughs) 223, 223, and I want you to join me. Here's the best part. Get the first 10 weeks for free. It is a limited-time offer that ends soon, and again, first 10 weeks for free. All you have to do is go to Livia.com or call 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. That's 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Check them out. Tell them Score North and Judd sent you. Um, Support them, and most importantly, Support yourself by making a change for the
1: positive. Take those pandemic pounds off. Great time to get some structure before these uh, these holiday eating oh, yeah. months. Also, if you're a head coach on a hot seat, we recommend Chill Boys underwear and oh. long underwear. Oh my god, the most comfortable underwear you're ever gonna put on oh. in your
2: I, I teed off at nine a.m., thirty-eight degrees in Somerset, Wisconsin, when I teed off yesterday. It was cold. It was nippy. I, I had to I had to pull a Teddy Two glove situation. But most importantly, most importantly, the under region, the long underwear of Chill Boys, not only kept me warm, helped me with my game, a nice little par on hole one, set the tone for the rest of the day. Nice. And thanks to my friends at Chill Boys, I was comfortable and warm on probably the coldest and what will likely be the last round of golf of, my, of the season for me. So, Chill Boys, thank you. Appreciate you.
1: It's a Minnesota-based company. They care about one thing, your comfort. I've thrown away all of my non-Chill Boys underwear. It's the best decision. I've made a lot of good decisions. You mm-hmm. know, I love my wife. Uh, I right. love the fact that we've got Score North Rock. But I think Chill Boys is the best decision I've ever made. Chillboys.com. Tell them Purple Daily and Mackey. Mm-hmm. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. Mm-hmm. All right, Declan, your pie
2: chart of all right. here. I am on the clock. I got four pieces of pie, and I'm going to start with a 10 percenter. And you might even say, "Why is this guy even making your pie chart?" But I'm just—I'm going to throw it out there because this is my my pie. Damn it! And I'm going to do this. Yeah. No one's stopping you. Ten percent of my pie chart of blame goes to CJ Ham's existence. Wow. And <laughs> of CJ Ham. Look, <laughs> CJ Ham, wow. and I'm going <laughs> to channel my sports
1: stat here. What does this mean? I'm going to channel just my sports stat. He just works. He, he literally just, just, just here. works here. Yeah. He's confused why he got targeted more than Justin Jefferson. <laughs> he didn't Jefferson want the
0: ball. Game. It was clear. He caught that one pass. He's like, no, no, no.
2: I'm going to borrow a great Juddism, and I'm sure C.J. Ham is a great guy. In fact, I know he's a great <laughs> he guy. Is. He's a great All right? He's a great humanitarian. He's an awesome dude. But his exi- existence makes it so frustrating for this offense. He's not a security blanket. I got him to know what this is. I'm trying to still find the words to describe what C.J. Ham means to the Kirk Cousins and the Vikings offense. And I love me a fullback, but dude, why are we targeting CJ Ham 3 or 4 times a game? Why is why is this happening?
0: Don't blame the player. I am. Blame the coaching staff.
2: And I I will get there. I will get there in this pie chart of blame, but but 10% does go to the fullback's existence, CJ Ham. Why is this happening? It should uh, not you should not be getting targets. Uh, he's caught people.
1: by the way, 6 passes for 26 yards this year, 4.3 yards per reception. God dude. jeez
2: uh thirty percent of blame to the check down Charlie that is Kirk Cousins even when the offensive line plays poorly Kirk Cousins is still allowed to make up for things and he refuses to do so yesterday Kirk Cousins was targeting not just CJ Ham he targeted Luke stalker have you guys ever heard of Luke Stocker before find am I, I thinking yeah.
0: promote him from the practice squad on Saturday
1: I thought that was a mistake. I thought it was one of those deals on the box score where, like, yeah, oh, that must be a Cowboys player that's accidentally showing up on the Viking side of no. the box score. I had to click on him.
2: I was like, who Luke. is that? Who is that?
1: Luke Stocker.
0: Luke. Luke. Luke.
1: So Kirk is targeting
2: C.J. Ham, Luke Stocker, Amir Smith-Marset, C.J. Ham, Alexander Madison, and you can only find four targets to Justin Jefferson, the biggest difference maker in this offense. Why? How, how how does Justin Jefferson, the most important person and the most dynamic player on this offense, and arguably maybe even the league, and you only find four targets on him? It's it's not just Trayvon Diggs putting clamps down on him, because Trayvon Diggs is opportunistic. He's not necessarily a shut-down, spread-you, Darrell Rivas kind of cornerback. He's not that person, and Justin Jefferson winds up with four targets. So Kirk Cousins, the check-down Charlie, I should say, gets 30%
1: of my blame. Real quick, uh, for context, Amari Cooper was targeted 13 times. Ceedee Lamb was targeted eight times. Imagine that. And uh, they had Cooper Rush throwing the football to them. Imagine a guy who's never started an NFL guys. game in his life, <laughs> and their and their passing strategy was: all right, when we pass, we're throwing the ball to our two best wide but, receivers.
0: But Phil, he didn't have the pressure. Kirk did. Okay, you don't understand. Kirk was under pressure.
1: You, yeah, he like he the, definitely was under pressure more, but okay. I
0: mean...
2: Him and Dan Marino, it's Kirk Cousins and Dan Marino and everybody else, let me just tell you about in terms of like 5,000-yard performances and all this, you know, 35 touchdowns. Lil little oh, Peyton too, it. right? little you know, Peyton Manning. Don't forget Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah, they're the same guys, the same guys. When I think Dan Marino and Tom Brady, I then think Kirk Cousins. Uh, Clint Kubiak, 20% of my pie, pie try to blame for being a coward and not knowing what to do when things go off script. If football... Was just an opening drive, and then that's the game. While well, Clint Kubiak is Sean McVay, dude, he knows exactly what to do. He's the best OC in the league. But for whatever reason, he looks like Bill Musgrave with his little tiny play sheet. The moment that opening drive ends, and he's not able to figure out ways to get Justin Jefferson the ball, Adam Thielen the ball, Clint Kubiak, and, and maybe this is Mike Zimmer setting him up for failure a little bit. It's, it's handcuffed, unfortunately for him, he is handcuffed to him. So they both kind of go down and, and go down with the Titanic. But Clint Kubiak does get. 20% of my pie try to blame. And then finally 40%, the biggest chunk of my pie, going to Mike Zimmer, dude. Your defense allowed 400 plus yards to a quarterback that's never started an NFL game at home out of the bye week. It's inexcusable. It's done. When you're when you're allowing 300 plus yards to Cooper Rush, you should be canned. You mm-hmm. should absolutely be canned. Jared Goff almost staggered you. Sam Darnold, you allowed Sam Darnold one of the most pitiful quarterback performances I've ever seen to hang around Mike Zimmer, you get 40% of my pie chart of blame. So to recap, 10% to CJ Ham, 20% to Clint Kubiak, 30% to the check down Charlie Kirk Cousins, 40% to the head coach, Mike Zimmer.
0: The Rock knows how you feel Poor CJ Ham. He's just like, I, I was I'm just sorry, standing dude. here. And next thing I know, I'm in a pie chart. Why am I in a pie chart? CJ Ham didn't it's not ask for fault. that smoke. Come on, man. Yeah.
1: Sorry, buddy.
0: Kirk threw him a ball that he didn't want. He's like, no, I'm covered. There's a guy on my back, literally. (laughs)
1: Uh, So there it is, your pie chair. And by the way, uh, hit us up. You can either send us a note through the Score North app. There's a feedback tab. And I I checked yesterday after line. I had like 30 messages from people through the Score North app just bitching about this team. Uh, So we do read your comments, and we do incorporate them into Feedback Friday on Mackie and Judd every week. And you can also send us your pie charts in the YouTube comment section. But it's time here. That was the warm-up act. Now it's time Uh for Surly Judd Must Be Furious. Thank you very much. Brought to us. The floor is yours, sir. Brought to us, of course, by our friends at, at
0: Surly Brewing, the presenting sponsor of this very show, and Furious in particular, which I enjoyed a few of on Saturday while watching college football. All right, gentlemen, I prepared something this time. I prepared something because that was so bad last night. I felt it deserved a special a special preparation of sorts. Okay, so Surly, you must be furious today. I would like to provide the post game preach for members of Surlyville. The
1: post game preach was it, isn't that already not that already taken? This is, is the, the post
0: game preach. That's oh, the pregame I don't get
1: preach. Copyright infringement.
0: No, to no, me. no. This is the post game preach. This They're is original. Right. This is my thing now. And, and all of you out there in Surlyville, I want you to listen closely. Because this involves you. You deserve so much better than the garbage you were forced to watch last night. And the only way to get that is to remember the feeling that we all have right now. This team is going to make, at some point, another meaningless run. Get hot and tell us, I told you so. Do not believe them. For they are pretenders, for they are frauds, for they are done. They had their chance, and now it's done. Mike Zimmer needs to go, and the entire philosophy of how this organization operates needs to change. Until that takes place, nothing will. Disappointment will always be around the corner. Do not listen to those who preach false hope. They are false football prophets. They do not have football truth in their hearts. Your sports father does, and any question about what needs to happen has been answered. Grab a Surly, and let's have a toast to the future.
2: Wow. I moved.
1: Oh, dude. dude, I got, I got goosebumps. I got, preach.
2: I got the holy furious in my, in my body right <laughs> now, you know? Post-game
1: like, preach. Dude, you know what we need? We need someone, one of our loyal listeners here to Purple Daily. Will you be willing to baptize your child in Surly? I like that's it. That's what I want. I like That's a great idea. In the, the the holy water of surly furious, furious. after a disappointing Vikings loss. I will perform the
0: baptism <laughs> at the brew hall. <laughs> we'll give you some
1: merchandise, possibly. Your kid can <laughs> you have you, a hat. You don't want Judd handling your child. but No, like, you no, know, no. Amazing. You handle
0: No, no, no. A baptism, <laughs> you hold the kid. I take the can and dump it on the kid's head.
1: All right. Uh, yeah, who wants to sign up? Just hit us up anyway. the the score of that. So I got bad news for you guys. You know, every time the Vikings win a game, we also balance out by doing nitpicks. Mm -hmm. But every time they lose a game, we balance out by doing silver linings. Mm -hmm. And I know that this is going to be very difficult for everyone here after that debacle we saw last night. But we're going to start with Judd. You have to give us a silver lining off last night's Vikings loss.
0: Honestly, it would be this. It would be the clarity. We now have clarity. We now know where, Mm -hmm. like, there's no, I told you guys after six games, I don't really have a good read on this team. They almost blew two games right before the bye, but they didn't. And Kirk actually looked good. And so I said, I'm very, I'm very confused. And, and I thought when I said that, you know, these next four games will tell us a ton. Well, last night told me all I need to know. And so I feel that, that the, I'm not being a smart ass here. Silver lining from that is I now know they need to make changes and they don't have to do it today. They don't have to do it Wednesday. It can be done after the season. That's fine. Uh, but the clarity that losing to Cooper Rush at home with a team that's supposedly built around defense, that that brings, uh, it crystallizes to me that no matter what happens from here on out, how this team is trying to do things is passe, and it's basically cooked. It's
1: done. What about you, Declan? Any silver linings? Um, I'll go with this one. Xavier
2: Woods looked damn good last night. you made, made some big-time plays. Um, yeah. you know, I'm a fan of the New Day. This is not the same guy from the New Day of WWE who's the king of the ring, by the way, and, and, and for a portion, I was ready to make a statement on Mackie and Judd if the Vikings pulled off a nice win over Cooper Rush and the Cowboys, which did not happen. That Xavier Woods was the king of the defense yesterday, and a version of the king of the ring. But that—that's my, my silver lining. Uh, I guess you know Xavier Woods looked good. That was awesome. But that's—that's that's all I got for you.
1: Oh my god! Um, <laughs> my silver lining is along the same lines as Judd. Now you know. Now you know. It's—it's it's actually once once you get over the initial sort of rage and anger and disappointment. Just banging your head against the wall about the coach, the quarterback, everything, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you and you wake up like I kind of woke up today, and I was still definitely irritated and you know ready to spar here on Purple Daily and Mackie and Jubb. Ja, but it's with full clarity, and it right. it doesn't even matter. Like I, they're not going to beat the Ravens without Daniel Hunter. But like even if they beat the Ravens, it's like well that's what this team is. This this team kind of yo yos up and down, and but there's no level of consistent high level play. By the way, by the by way. By the way. as our friend Patrick it? Royce would say. Did you see the blockbuster trade that yeah. the Rams and Broncos just pulled off? Big no. time. Va- your... Von Miller has been traded to the Los Angeles Rams for two second-day 2022 draft picks, wow. according to Adam Schefter. Von Miller is now saying his goodbyes to his friends in the Broncos training facility. So, you know, the Rams are already head and shoulders above the Vikings, but, like, at the same time as the Rams win a game move further toward potentially a first-round buy, um, and, and Matt Stafford and Kirk Cousins, who've been in the same bin for years, sort of tied together in quarterback rankings, right? Yep. As Matt Stafford takes another step toward MVP contendership. Yep. And the Vikings take a step back, losing to a backup quarterback at home. The Vikings lose their Hall of Fame caliber defensive star, mm-hmm. and the Rams gain one. So there's just like, it's clarity, man. Like there's no reason to even the Vikings are under 500. They're almost halfway through the season. They lost to Neil Hunter. Mike Zimmer has no idea what he's doing. Kirk cousins is Kirk cousins. It's just, yeah, you know, like it's, it's not a silver lining. And like, I'm trying to make you feel better about the rest of this season. It's a silver lining for the big picture that now you can, now you can move forward, whether you fire Mike Zimmer now or wait till the end of the season. Like, you know, you know, now, right. You know. Yeah. And it kind of, it's kind of peaceful. No. It's just, you kind of feel like
0: you're just floating. I don't think the
2: Rams have any draft picks left either. Like, my God. No, they they they, are. They they don't believe in draft picks right now.
0: No, because they, the
2: Chuck Fletcher of,
0: they traded a bunch in the Jalen Ramsey trade to
1: Jacksonville, right? Jalen Ramsey. And like, they didn't have a first round pick for
0: three years, something like that. Well, they're going for it.
1: Good for them, man. Amazing, man. And again, thank you guys. Vikings Vent line just, exploded again last night and uh it was it was the most consumed in a 24 hour almost not even 24 like probably like more like 15 18 hour period um it's the most consumed vikings vent line in the history of the show so thank you guys we're here as therapists we don't even charge you Mm-mm. just come on no in you can free. just come in and talk yep. okay it's a safe you know. space
0: and we appreciate it too you know.
1: I'm excited for Alex Boone tomorrow cuz oh I think God. he's going to have some takes and Declan's going to fire someone's ass on tomorrow's Purple Daily. That's Maybe there's a lot people. of candidates. <laughs> that's a slam locally, dunk.
2: Nationally, there are a lot of candidates <laughs> so is, I'm gonna have to parse through. What is I really the
1: goal bring. is
0: the goal per week for you to just fire one as well? Like are you going to have to question. pick one to fire?
2: I think cuz I mean, Cause I I mean that's tough we this to,
1: week. Uh this will you be could difficult. maybe have an honorable mention. Like you could have like a warm seat, a hot I'd seat. I'd like to know who around. you want to fire the most though. Fired.
0: Like I'd love to know like if you could only fire one Mike Zimmer. tomorrow, what you're gonna do.
2: Mike Zimmer.
1: Well don't spoil it. But, yeah, but, sleep on it.
2: There there's a ton more at at my disposal here. So yes. Okay. A lot in the crane. I'm looking forward. to that. A lot in the crane. You're
1: fired. Fired. <laughs> All right, All right. Boys. All right any, any final thoughts from you guys? We have plenty more to dissect the rest of this week. There's so much more fallout here. But I
0: guess my final thought is this. When, when the clock is basically running down to zeros and you have one play left, it's not necessary to throw the ball out, out of bounds. It's necessary to throw it as deep down the field as your arm can get it. He panics. He freaks out. <laughs> he, he played it safe and didn't get a pick because he threw it out of
1: bounds. Dude. Wasn't there – didn't Jerry Goff do that, too, in that Lions game? It was a fourth – it wasn't, like, end of the game, but it was It was a fourth down, and he threw the ball away. Yeah. Like, what do you – Oh, no, I don't want an
0: interception on my record.
1: Oh. Anyway. Amazing. All right, that's a wrap here on Purple Daily. Like Daily – oh, I you should like mention, to our friends at Federated. What else, Dex?
2: No, I was just saying you like that, as in, do you like
1: them? Oh, got it. Sorry,
2: I was just having uh, it back on the finger.
1: F- federated, been around for over 100 years. Vikings are way too risk-averse. Um, You can go too far with it, okay? But if you're looking for more risk management and protection, Federated's here to help you business owners out there with uh, just a wide array of people, resources, tools. Federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. You like that? You like that? Now, that's a wrap. I'm Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Daily Vikings therapy, really.